You're listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We are a church that strives to have open hearts, open minds, and open doors as we make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And one of the ways that we do that is offering up our sermons for you to listen to. And so we hope you connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org or on our social media at TahlequahUMC. So enjoy today's message. Center ourselves as we start this sermon series with um, this scripture reading from John 15, 5. So let's center ourselves in the word today. We join me for the re- repeating of this, of this scripture. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you then will you produce much fruit. Without me, you can't do anything. We're in the fifth Sunday of Lent, and this is that season where we really spend time reflecting and thinking and, and finding out where our connection with God really is, and, and maybe we decide to take up a practice, and, and maybe we decide to give up something. How's that going for you? Maybe we've decided to center our lives in, in Scripture and prayer and word and deed. How's that working out for you? Well, for the last few weeks, we've, we've been talking about this idea of fruitful, healthy congregations and how they live that out. If you remember in the first week, we, we talked about radical hospitality and what it means to live uh, having radical hospitality for God and our neighbor. And then in the second week, we looked at intentional faith development and growing our faith in Christian love. Then in the third week, we talked about risk-taking, mission, and service. And then last week, we talked about passionate worship, and today has definitely hit the mark on that. Now today, we're going to talk about the fun one. At least, that's what I was trying to tell myself, it's the fun one. Because no preacher really likes to talk about giving, but Bishop Snazy, this week, challenges us to think about what extravagant generosity really means. And he wrote this, I love this line, generosity is the fruit of the Spirit." a worthy spiritual aspiration. Generosity is the opposite of selfishness, self-centeredness, and self-absorption. To practice extravagant generosity requires self-control, patience, kindness, faith, and love of God and neighbor. These build us up, equip us for life and for ministries, and for foster perspectives and attitudes that are sustaining, enriching, and meaningful. Giving changes both the give and the church. Let's think about that as we open up God's Word for today. The Scripture reading comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and I'm actually going to read verses 7 through 15. Listen to these words. Everyone should give whatever they have decided in their heart. They shouldn't give without hesitation or because of pressure. God loves a cheerful giver. God has the power to provide you with more than enough of every kind of grace. That way, you'll have everything you need, always, and everything to provide more than enough for every kind of good work. As it is written, He scattered everywhere. He gave to the needy, His righteousness remains forever. The one who supplies seed for planting 
and bread for eating will supply and multiply your seed and will increase your crop, which is righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can generously in every way. Such generosity produces thanksgiving to God through us. Your ministry of this service to God, God's people isn't only fully meeting their needs, but also multiplying in many expressions of thanksgiving to God. They will give honor to God for your obedience to the confession of Christ's gospel. They will do this because of this service provides evidence of your obedience because of your generosity and sharing with them and with everyone. They will also pray for you. They will also care deeply for you because of the outstanding grace that God has given you. Thank God for his gift that words cannot describe. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Will you pray with me? Eternal God, as we've read Scripture, and now as we meditate on your word, may you open our eyes and our hearts and our minds that we listen for those gentle nudges to lead a life of extravagant generosity to you and to our neighbor. Lord, in everything, may your life be glorified through what we do and live and say, all in your honor and praise. Amen. I believe that giving begins in prayer. And I say that because I think if we center ourselves in how we give, if we pray about it, it would be amazing to see what God does and, and touches on, on our hearts and, and opens us up to where God may be leading us. That's why I love that line, everyone should give whatever they have decided in their hearts. And if we begin with prayer, that, that changes us, it centers us, it, it reminds us why we give. We give because we love God and, and we're blessed by the abundance which God has given us. I love this, this line, and, and Henry Nouwen, a noted um, theologian, has this, has this great little book. I mean, it's, a, it's probably one of the smallest books on giving that I've ever read. I actually read it in, in one setting. It's called The Spirituality of Giving. And in it, he, he has this great line. Prayer is the spiritual discipline through which our mind and our heart are converted from hostility or suspicion to hospitality towards people who have money. Gratitude is the sign that this conversion is spreading into all aspects of our lives, from the beginning to the end. Fundraising as a ministry is grounded in prayer and undertaken in gratitude. So when we pray, especially when we think about our giving and how we're going to give, if we pray to God and say, God, you know, where are you leading me? Where are you calling me out to give? God wants all of you, your whole self, every inch of you. But we can't start with thinking about giving until we pray about it. And I think that's key. I think that that's important for us to center ourselves. If we're going to be extravagant in our generosity, then we have to be willing to start with prayer. Because how else are we going to know where God is leading us? 
How else are we going to be open to be pushed and, and, and to be challenged? Because I don't know about you, but anytime I go to God in prayer with, with something that, that I'm looking for direction, it always pushes me and challenges me. It never is comfortable and easy. And, and, and when you look at the scriptures, when you see Jesus, when he challenges the disciples, notice that his challenges are never easy or really kind of easy to get out of. He sends them out into the world with, with just little things, and, and they go out and serve, and, and their willingness to do it shows where their heart is. John Wesley has this great sermon, and you can Google it, and you'll find it everywhere. It's called The Use of Money. And in The Use of Money, he says these three things. He says, give all you can, save all you can, gain, save, give all you can. Sorry, I messed my notes up there for a second. So gain all you can, save all you can, and give all you can. Sounds easy, doesn't it? Could you imagine if we lived our lives in that fashion where we gained all that we can, we strived in a healthy and ethical way of gaining all the good and money that we could to save it, to be able to change lives and then to give it all away because you can't take it with you. It's that reality that we're all faced with. And so what seeds do we want to plant for the future? Some seeds that we see. It's quite obvious through other gracious gifts along the way, we've been able to have chimes for children to come and ring and, and robes for choirs to sing and technology for us to share the gospel. None of this wouldn't have happened had people not believed in the mission and vision of the church. To make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And I love this line in Wesley's sermon, Use of Money. When the possessor of heaven and earth brought you into being and placed you in this world, he placed you here not as a proprietor, but as a steward. Not as a proprietor, but as a steward. And so how are we being a good steward with God's gifts that he gives us? How are we sharing with all that we have and all that we are? And, and it's not just money. I think, how are we sharing our whole selves? Because that's what God wants of us. Notice Jesus never gives us a percentage when he asks, what does he want from us? He wants our whole selves, every inch and, and who we are. And sometimes that means our broken selves. Because sometimes we don't feel like we have enough. Sometimes we don't feel like we're worthy or we have what it takes, but have you ever thought about giving it a try? Stepping out on faith to, to do something a little bit different and, and to sharing life and faith in a new and different way? You'd be amazed at what happens when you just to say, hey, I'll do this for a little while and see what happens. We all know that sometimes a little while becomes a lifelong thing in the church. But what about giving? How do we show God that we really love him? What if we gave our whole selves to him? And, and not worry about percentages or, or, or uh, tithing or any of those things, but what if we gave our whole selves to God? And not just our pocketbooks. It's easy just to write the check and not be engaged. But what if we wrote the check and prayed for it? 
prayed for the ministry that we're wanting to bless with our money? What if we wrote the check on Sunday morning? Because I know some of you still write those things. We, we wrote out the check, and, 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 and when, you, when you write the check and you put it in the offering plate, you, you truly pray that, that disciples and lives are touched and changed by this money. That little extra prayer might make a difference. That little prayer might even make a difference on you. I came across this story this week. I found it very fitting for our baptism and all the other things that we've done here at the church this week. This comes out of the, the Bishop Snazy's book. He said, A longtime member and proud grandfather stood at the baptismal font with his family for the baptism of his baby granddaughter. Another infant from another family that was, given, was new to the congregation was baptized at the same service. Following the service, the two families intermingled at the front, at the font of this, of the front of the sanctuary as they took turns having their pictures taken. At one point, the mother from the new family needed to get something out of her bag, and the grandfather from the other family offered to hold her baby. Other people were mixing and greeting, and several com commented on the grandfather with the baby and found themselves saying several times, Oh, this one isn't mine. I'm just holding her for a minute. Monday morning, the grandfather called the pastor and said he wanted to see him right away, and the pastor assumed the worst, thinking somehow the grandfather was upset about something from the day before. When he arrived at the church, he told the pastor, I want to change my will to include the church, and I want to talk to you about how to do that. The pastor was stunned, and he couldn't ask he couldn't help but asking, what brought you to this decision? The older man's eyes grew moist as he said, Yesterday I realized something while I was holding that other baby, the one from the family that has just joined the church. I kept telling people that it wasn't my child. But then it dawned on me that the baby was part of my family, part of my church family, and that I have a responsibility for that little boy, just like I have for my own granddaughter. I've been a member of this church for more than 40 years, and in God's eyes, I'm a grandfather to more than just my own that I've taken care of, of my own children, with my will. But I realize I also need to provide for the children of the church. So I want to divide my estate and leave part of, the, part of it to the church as if the church were one of my children. Those who practice extravagant generosity, Schnazy said, have a God-given vision and faith to plant seeds for trees whose shade they'll never see. Sometimes in the church, we plant seeds for things we never see. Sometimes we, we touch and change lives for people we have yet to meet or may never meet. But when we fully give ourselves to God, all of ourselves, could you imagine how this world would look if we fully just offered ourselves to God? Not just a small portion, but every inch of who we are. And some of us are well-seasoned, and we can't lift a cinder block on a mission trip, but we can pray for it. 
Some of us may not have the ability and skills. And let me tell you, I can't tell you how many mission trips I've been on not having the ability, the skills, but with God's help and help of others telling me how to cut. Eventually, it got cut right. Laying seeds, planting seeds, and allowing God to do God's work is really who we are. And it's God that does the harvesting. And so I want to... I you this week to think about how are you giving your whole self to God? And don't worry about percentages, but look at your whole self and, and how you're living out your faith. And are you doing it in such a way that people can say, wow, they're really living and walking and talking the talk? Or are you doing it in such a way that people wonder? That's between you and God. And that's why that little line in, in our reading for today, where it says it starts with the heart, that's where it starts. So go to God in prayer this week and ask God how he can use you. And be surprised that some of you can write the check. Some of you can show up, and I don't know how Ashley does it, but she's a, she's a child whisperer to get those little children to stand still and to sing, Hallelu, Hallelu. And they get, have Judy make sure that the kids ring the chime on time. Or I, I know Bob's got even almost as much trouble with, with the older adults as Judy does with, and Ashley do with the kids. But when we fully offer ourselves, lives are touched and changed by the seeds that we do not see. And know that you're not in this alone. That God calls you, but God will be with you in every step and every breath you take. Let us pray. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, and we hope you connect with us at TahlequahUMC.org.